This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 210, Necro and Yin stuff. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Is that good? I wish we'd one ha- more time. Here we wait. Um, Space Cast Peace Turtles episode uh, two ten uh, intro outline start for <laughs> the Brotherhood of Yin and the Virus of Necro. I wish we'd called these like taking the temperature of whatever. Taking, we can still call taking, it that. Taking we can Yin's still, temperature. Yeah. Hey, just take. Taking we're Yin just gonna take Yin and Necro's temp. Right now, they seem a little little hot. They seem a little hot. Just gonna go ahead and give them a test. Yin looks sick. Yin looks a little sickly. Is it okay? And Necro seems like they're taking performance enhancing drugs. Fine, yeah. (laughs) They've got more money these days. What's going on? They're so successful, wildly successful, uh, both of them. Uh, Man, Uh, does it feel weird to be back in another round of um, just fact, just factions talking through factions again? Uh, it doesn't feel weird because yeah. this is what the, the entire this show. is the meat <laughs> yeah. of the show. Yeah, there's like the salad, there's like fruit mm-hmm. bowl mm-hmm. for the show, mm-hmm. and then this is just raw steak beef. <laughs> it's just beef noise for your ear mouth. <laughs> beef noise for the ear mouth. Factions. It's what's for podcasts. Yeah, you just you cut a big chunk. <laughs> That's what we should call it. Cut a big a, chunk. Cut a big chunk. <laughs> Of Yin Brotherhood and Necrovirus today, brothers and brothers. sisters. Um, I someone uh, in last week's episode. Here's your first errata. Someone said this. They should just rename the podcast Space Cats Fleet Logistics. Because <laughs> these two idiots won't shut up about Blue Tech. Yeah, that's fair. Although Fleet Logistics has taken a hit yeah. in the the in Hunter's mental stock market sure, of tech. Sure, but Lightwave uh, has gone up. Lightwave's gone up. Yeah. Lightwave is just like, that's just assumed. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like air conditioning in the South. It's like, <laughs> you expect me to be inside here without no. Lightwave? Yeah. You, I'm just going to hang I'll out die. all day. I'll die without <laughs> Lightwave, okay? I got to have my Lightwave deflector, you know? Um, we have some, uh, we've got some errata for the Nalu Collective. Not really, Hunter. You nailed it. Good job on Barony. You've got de- you've got Barony's temperature directly on uh, the the community agrees with yeah. everything you had to say. That'll about be Barony. that'll be a theme of the split. I uh-huh. predict. Sure, will be like Hunter's every- always right. No, not necessarily. Matt's got no, problems. that's not. That's not. No, see, you misunderstand. Okay, that I get a bunch of bozos. Let's be real, bozos <laughs> agreeing with me in the comments, and then everybody and their mothers coming out. You know, being like, well, I think there's some holes in Matt's plan. <laughs> you know, Matt decided not to chase to my, every dream. <laughs> I showed this to my grandmother, and I th- she said it was dumb. <laughs> well, the big question that kept coming up with the Nalu Collective is, how dare we not talk about custodians? Well, not here's the argument. Remember, no, no. it's not we. If it's a criticism, sure, it's me. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so why didn't I talk about Nalu custodians? Here's here's the argument, right? Nalu Collective has the zero 
which means they move first. They go first, no matter what. As long as they can get warfare round one, which warfare is not like the most popular take anymore. Warfare or gravity drive or the weird chance that you might get gravity drive. It's not you that weird. Diplo. It's not that weird. There is Diplo. No, no, you don't have to take it. There is yeah. Diplo. You, so you have two strategy cards. Yeah. If you got a blue skip, you can take Diplo or you can take Warfare. I'll say this much. Warfare, you also need a, two systems on your path to Mechatol. Otherwise, you're wasting, like, that's that's not worth Custodians to me. To uh, take the system in front of home, Warfare that token, and then send the carrier into, like, an empty space adjacent to Mechatol? No. Why not? Abs- I, I Why do not? not? Don't it's, think it's it worth it. You, it's, worth, it's a point. It's a point, but let's get into the, the other factor. One, it's not extra planets to spend. Mm-hmm. And the other reason I just don't like it is Nalu don't have the ships to start with. You're not building very many ships round one, which means if you take the custodians as Nalu, you are probably leaving a big chunk of your slice unoccupied. Yeah. And your Nalu, who just got guac, and everyone can see down the pipeline that, hey, they're going to be in a scoring position to win later, so it's probably worthwhile to do something to them. Yeah. If you are playing with a group that has any semblance of, like, we like to do any sort of actions against neighbors, you're going to get stepped on. Like, yeah. you're just going to. Yeah. There are groups out there that are, are significantly more uh, kind to each other with those types of things, or maybe you can pay people off. But, like, it's going to have a significant cost to defend yourself after leaving your entire slice empty because you wanted to take custodians and get the point. And my big argument against it was you have the ability to bake in a guac point later. So why risk the entire opportunity and and throw off your whole mid game mm-hmm. for a guac you can get later with fleet logistics and Imperial? Can I devil's advocate yeah, for you? please. So the I think the problem with this argument, and it's a small problem because I think everything you're saying is correct uh, in that Nalu, it's a bad start. We're going to get custodians and we're going to make it worse. Now, in a lot of groups, they're just not, they're just going to let that fly. And right? that's, you know, whatever. That's no, on them. Just know your group. With you me and my group. Euro friends, <laughs> you know, me and my Swedes, my Norwegians, uh, we don't let that stuff fly. Yeah, you let Def Piper in the room and you leave a system unoccupied. Oh, it's Twilight Punishment, fourth edition, <laughs> when me and my bros play, okay? Uh, <laughs> uh, but here's, so here's the actual problem, I feel like, with, with what you're saying. That baked-in guac yeah. is at the expense of a secret objective later. That is the problem with the math. Mm-hmm. If we do the take Imperial, right. take Mechatol Rex, we are saying no, no. To, so it's it's actually We're not We're relying more on better secret objective draws earlier, which is a problem. Yeah. And I, I see it. I in, think in, what, a, in a world where round two, Imperial doesn't get taken, which is far too common, by the way. Sure. I do not know why that is happening. Right. Um. In a world where round two Imperial doesn't happen, that might mean that we don't see our third secret objective until round five. Right. That's rough. That's rough. That's bad. Yeah, I, I I totally get that pushback on it. And if anything, to me, what it identifies is there's no easy answer for Nalu. <laughs> and I don't it's, think it's know your audience, know your neighbors. If you know you're at a group where you can't sacrifice leaving your stuff open then that's your choice. You have to lean into that late game struggle. Mm-hmm. If you know you can get away with that, then yes, make that push for it. Take warfare, try to get custodians, and then very quickly recoil back into your slice or be prepared to fill out the rest. Of th- that should be the other focus of your round two then, is if you're going to take custodians, the rest of your round two is not taking more planets. It's reinforcing the stuff you just abandoned. Yeah, And that might be a decent enough play. You might be able to b- build up for that, and it might be okay. 
Um, but I think that's the equation you have to run yourself. So for me, I, I wasn't focusing on that. It's probably silly that I didn't at least talk some about it in last week's episode, but it's so just, I really wanted to drive home the point of the idea of selling gift and trying to get somebody else the custodians and getting paid for it because I think Nalu suffers so much in the early and mid game due to low plastic count. Um, yes. And I think this, I think giving up on custodians mm -hmm. is a way to solve all of your problems and then still maybe get your guac in the late game. Yeah. Um, I, I do, I do think point wise, it makes it a little, a little tight. I would hate to recommend to somebody that their plan with Nalu should be able to, to score a stage two, because I don't know how many of no, those it's not are that good. easily scored by you. Yep. Um, any control objectives come out and I think that's just, oh yeah, that's not, that's yep. not going to happen. But, uh, I do think that the idea of selling custodians fixes the early game. Like I, I yeah. agree with that wholeheartedly. Right. I don't know if that means that you win that mm -mm. game at the end of mm -mm. it. But fixing the early game does seem like something that would need to, to happen. Yeah, 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 it's a nice thing to do. Especially thinking about my Euro bros that I play with. <laughs> uh, the other errata I just want to call attention to is Milty gave us a little rules errata. Uh, we we misstepped a little bit. It's not even, it. we were right in the effect, but the Nalu flagship, the Matriarch, uh, we basically address the idea that you can't do a ground force without it. You can do uh, a ground combat with just fighters, but you cannot take a planet because the fighters go back up into space before you establish control of the planet. So the whole idea is, yeah, you could just, it's almost like a bombardment. You can send all the fighters and kill all the infantry on the planet with your fighters. And then if you don't have any ground forces to back it up, you don't get the planet. And if that's for some reason that's an okay thing for you to do, then do it. But for the most part, you need to have at least one infantry with your matriarch flagship in order to do the stuff you need to do with the flagship. That's, yeah. that's the idea is, yes, you can start the attack, but you cannot finish the taking of the planet without one ground force. Yeah, I'm not really sure why you, you would do that, but right. maybe... Maybe random Ma circumstances might pettiness. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you, there's never too much accounting for pettiness, you know? Oh, yeah. I've been petty. I've been. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Lord, I've been petty recently. <laughs> I must confess my petty sins. OK. Uh, all right. Well, we have two factions, two base game factions that we have not addressed in a long time to talk about today. Uh, this time I get to go first. Uh, so we get to start with Yin Brotherhood. And then after the break, we will do some necrovirus stuff. Boy. What a stellar duo to talk about. One has become a just absolute trash can of a faction, mm -hmm. and the other is uh, on cloud nine. What a what a stellar thing they've got going for them. So there's going to be a lot of uh, you're disparity. Really gonna, no, you're really going to need my advice today without a play <laughs> Necrovirus. Honestly, that's going to be the same theme of mine. Is like, I got nothing for you for Yin. Yeah. Yin is like worse than Nalu. Right. Uh, so uh, the theme of today's Yin stuff is like, hey, buddy, you signed up for this. I didn't tell you to play Yin. Right. You did that to yourself. Right. I'm, you did that to yourself. I'm, it's your fault. Like <laughs> kind of blaming them, right. making them feel bad about... <laughs> So step one, blame yourself. Mm -hmm. Step two, get mad. Yeah. Step three, break stuff. Have you ever watched my streams? <laughs> <laughs> that is the three bullet I, points. I try not to watch your streams. Because <laughs> <laughs> who is it that you're getting mad at most of the time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about Yin. Yin Brotherhood start with a 4-4 four, four home system. Uh, a single planet that is a 4-4. Four, four. Darien. Really Darien. It's called Darien. Darien. Uh, Darien is a great planet. Uh, it makes us a little bit of like a, hey, sometimes we like Diplo as a faction. 
We yeah, might sure. buy some command counters and then Diplo and then buy some res- buy some ships and stuff. So it's it, I love it. It's a great it's a great home system. Uh, you start with Sarween tools as a tech, which is mm-hmm. a great tech to start with and not have to research to just have. You get free money through. Mm-hmm. You get effectively free money through. That's the game. my law. Right That's there. Hunter's law. Uh, and then their starting units are two carriers, one destroyer, four fighters, and four infantry. Two C4I. It's a stellar start. Yin come out of the gate ready to do everything you need to do round one. They can afford tech. Although we'll get into what that decision for your first tech is. It's quite a hard one. Uh, And then they get all the systems they want to get. There's almost an argument for me to, with your four resources, build another carrier and two more infantry and two more fighters or like a couple destroyers or something if you have the fleet supply for it and like get ready to take even more systems rather than teching round one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because... uh, I don't know what tech you're supposed to get round one. There's not an answer to that question because none of them specifically do anything for you round one mm-hmm. unless you can like diplomacy your way into a gravity drive or whatever. Like that's it. Gravity drive is the only thing I would like to have round one. Everything else is like uh, get neural motivator, well, I guess. Maybe but, maybe psychoarchaeology. Well, but what about? Well, yeah. Okay. Psycho, if you got some skips hanging mm-hmm. around, but well, mm-hmm. if you ain't got the skips, why don't just get dark energy tap and at least you spend that one destroyer to the empty system yeah. next to your brother or sister. I, I think that's probably also fine and, and it's going to feed into our hey sorry more blue tech <laughs> thing. Hey sorry. Here's, here's, what, here's what happens if the faction's bad the only thing that tends to save them is blue tech. Good factions don't always need blue tech but, but bad but some, factions <laughs> almost always need blue but tech. But even good factions can do can better, do better <laughs> with, with blue, blue tech. tech. That's yeah. the whole thing. Blue tech opens up opportunities. I can move further. I can do more actions unimpeded, and I can go through other people's stuff. Like everything about that is opening up options. Whereas plasma scoring, uh, does that give me more options? Not necessarily. I researched plasma scoring yesterday when I was playing Ghosts. Yeah, and I. I think I, um, I'm going to be honest, I think I only researched it because I forgot that AI dev was an option. <laughs> like, because I got it and I, it's one of those things, you ever make a choice and you, you kind of like in TI, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'll do that. Um, and then like maybe an hour goes by and then suddenly you're looking at what you chose and you can't remember what the, <laughs> line, you like you it. remember thinking about <laughs> Oh, I'm going to get that. Yeah. But you're not sure why. And then you start wondering if maybe there wasn't a why. And yeah. you just, you just like, did a thing through, you were just like, okay, so I spend four resources, a command counter, and then I throw plasma scoring down. <laughs> like, because that's what you do, right? When that's in what Rome. you do, right? Why? Why? <laughs> Let's talk about what else Yin has. Uh, Yin's got two abilities. Uh, the first one is indoctrination. At the start of a ground combat, you may spend two influence to replace one of your opponent's participating infantry with one infantry from your reinforcements. Great ability. Very good. Got to have the influence, but generally pretty useful. It is essentially like gaining two infantry on your opponent. You take one away from them and gain one for yourself. So yeah, sure. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty fine, except now except for what in Prophecy of Kings. Uh, people have not infantry on planets. Oh no, the they dreaded not infantry. <laughs> the dreaded other ground force that everyone can just. So have. do we? So I felt like in, I feel like this ability yeah. is the most disparity between its effectiveness and base game mm-hmm. and how much it has gone down yes. yeah. because of prophecy of. Kids. It is wild how easy Took it a, is for your opponents to just play against. And you. the whole problem is those pesky not infantry. Yeah. The <laughs> fact that there is such a thing as not infantry yeah. is because it used to be the only problem with this was 
well, I guess someone could bombard all your infantry. Right. I mean, if they have enough bombardment, right. they clear the planet and then you can't use it defensively. Yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, that's one way around. Now there's just like, I brought three mechs. <laughs> yeah. And you so, say no, you got yeah, nothing. Yeah. Or yeah, I don't even bring in infantry now exactly. for you to indoctrinate. Yeah, I so, bombard and then invade with three mechs that yeah. all sustain damage. You never score a single hit and I kill all of your infantry before they do anything. So that's a huge problem because yeah. I don't know if you've been following us and Yin. It's been a complicated relationship. Yeah. If you remember from the I was, beginning of the I show. I was at my highest point right there at the end of base game. Yeah. I was finally like, I, you know what? I love Yin. I will yeah. stand for Yin. They are awesome. And they have jumped off the ladder right well and the whole thing was that i think when uh before the game came out yeah. in 2017 oh my god we've been doing the show a long time <laughs> uh we read these two abilities and we were like well devotion sucks yeah and i'm not sure how good indoctrination will be right uh, it turns out that was dumb of us yeah. indoctrination is a great ability devotion and I does felt like, kind of devotion sucks to actively use no but, I, but the I, argument I, devotion i devotion stand by great. devotion sucks i stand by devotion i sucks. i will agree with the people who say well sorry devotion after each space battle round you may destroy one of your cruisers or destroyers in the active system to produce one hit and assign it you yin assign it to one of your opponent's ships that can be great you can kill a carrier or whatever mm -hmm. uh incredibly narrow incredibly though. narrow the bigger thing is that it's it is better as the defensive threat sure. you park destroyers above your stuff people don't come in you never use this ability and that is the power of it i, I will think, i'll go with that but I think the problem i have with it is that the way that destroyers and cruisers are commonly utilized is as either gum, uh -huh. uh, which you you won't get to passively use this because if they score even a hit, they just kill it right. or whatever. Right. Yeah. Destroyers uh, are bad units by themselves. Right. They don't score hits. You, they they don't even make it through a round of combat sometimes. And I feel like a lot of the times a combat where this would be relevant, it just isn't because whatever fleet it is that is participating in the fight against you is not going to be undone by one hit you can assign. Right. The classic example is carriers, and yes, that is still. A big deal. The and only thing this protects you against is someone coming in with a single carrier right. to snipe a planet from you, which like you sh that shouldn't be an opportunity for them anyways. Right. Like they, they shouldn't be doing that. So anyways, what I'm saying is a long time ago, we were like devotion, no good. And I think we were probably a little too harsh on it. It probably is Whatever. a little better than even maybe we even give it credit for now. Whatever. Yeah. I'm down to hear that. Indoctrination, though, I think became the cornerstone of the entire faction. Yeah. What everything was built on was yeah. that. Right. And now that has been challenged to such a degree that, yeah. in my opinion, in a lot of ways, the faction has just fallen apart and doesn't mm -hmm. really have much feel or vibe one way or the other. Right. It doesn't necessarily feel like a, a, a horrible faction or like, like Arborek is an interesting example when talking about bad factions because I feel like Arborek is very good at this thing that's just so weird and yeah. doesn't quite help you win. Right. Whereas Yin just feels like it's just not good at anything you in particular. Can, you can go an entire Yin Brotherhood game without using a single one of your faction abilities yes, a single time. easily. That can easily. happen to you and yeah. has happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> where I just, I'm playing a vanilla faction because I could never afford the influence to do a thing that was barely going to turn the tides of the victory anyways. Uh, I'm not really using devotion because I don't want to just completely burn my own plastic necessarily. Uh, maybe I never build the Van Hog, although that's maybe the best thing in our arsenal now. Wow. The, now I see more Yin strategies yeah, yeah. revolve around like, well, what can we do with the flagship? Yeah. <laughs> what do we get to do with the new? Right. The Van Hog is when this ship is destroyed destroy all ships in the system which the thing we always talk about is van hog is cool defensively but is is like almost impossible to use offensively because you can't kill it without then killing everything which means you can't take the planets underneath what you've blown up yeah and honestly um 
there's a lot of situations having to do with the Van Hog where I feel like it could become a liability as much as it can become uh, a defensive mm-hmm. thing. Um, also, it's it's a it's defensive, yes, but only like the one like after one the time. bomb blows right. up, then whoever comes in right. after is coming if in. If anyone's after. planning a one two strike, they will just do it. And yeah, and forget about that. it if somebody else has some sort of ability that allows them to si- assign right. hits or hey, or also I'll throw out this hits. kind of stupid thing. There's so many people that can do weird movement stuff now, like. If Yin is in the same game as Mahakt, forget about it. Oh, God. Just forget Ew. about it. Yeah, don't Mahokt do it. Mahakt can hero your Van Hog wherever they want. I mean, right. within adjacency. Basically, that is a situation where don't build a Van Hog or only build it where no one will ever be adjacent to you. Because, like, I feel like there's a 50% chance Mahakt will uh, send your Van Hog into another fleet just for the chucks. Just because. Just, yeah. Just, just to do it. Or to open up a point for to themselves open up, or right, something. Yeah. Open up a path. Even yeah. just to make yeah. a channel that they yeah, can get through. No, it's just no, awful. No, um, no. They also are a two commodity faction, so it's very hard to make money. No help there. Yep, no help yeah. there. Uh, their faction promissory note, they even got an Omega in a recent codex. Greyfire Mutagen uh, Omega is at the start of a ground of combat against two or more ground forces that do not belong to Yin. Replace one of your opponent's infantry with one infantry from your reinforcements. It's a pretty good ability, but it's actually quite narrow in how often you can use it and it is the kind of promissory note that yin has to pedal like crazy right. they you no one ever comes asking for gray fire if they do they're asking for it as part of trades and it's not the favorite kind of thing to just sell outside of the moment someone needs it so it is a wildly difficult to use promissory note even though it's quite good and and should be sold and people should want to buy it it you might only sell it like twice yeah and for what a, a trade a trade good maybe two maybe right. right well i mean i i think part of the core problem with yin is that the way that ground combat plays out is yep. now completely different exactly uh infantry are now sort of the hp of the fight they, right. they're they're your fighters yeah and then mechs are sort of your dreadnoughts your sort Fueling of reliable hits, hits right. that you're getting right so this you know think about Greyfire mutagen more as like if it was a fighter ability how impressed would you be with that right. like i turn one of your fighters into one of my fighters mm-hmm. now i have you lose an hp and i gain one right i'm um, thinking of it in terms of like you know how many hits versus how how many hits right. can you take right um, so yeah, that's going to swing some combats, right? But there's yeah. a lot of, uh, you know, I would say more climactic ground combats mm-hmm. where that's going to have little to no effect. Right. Yeah. Mechs just really screw up the whole thing. Let's talk about Yin's mech that they got to, to get a better equation of, well, if mechs are the new thing, like shouldn't Yin, maybe that, maybe that's a thing we can stand on. Moyen's Ashen has a deploy ability, uh, which is when you use your indoctrination faction ability, which again specifically requires it to be used on infantry right you may spend one additional influence to replace your opponent's unit with one mech instead of one infantry so we spend three influence to turn their infantry into one of our mechs but again if they just play against it we didn't even have an infantry to convert right which means we didn't get our mech so it's it's literally worse than uh baronies we talked so much about baronies being this awesome thing we two resources just to like spawn a mech basically from one of our own infantry this technically costs more and is usable 25 percent less like the, that so much less often than than barony can use it barony's like can reliably do theirs in almost every single ground combat right. they want to as long as they account for it yeah you can account for it and still not have opportunities to use this mech um it, it is tragic <laughs> that these mechs tragic, are not more yeah. usable. Yeah, it, it 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 is really tragic. Um, and I realize like some people might be a little confused because they're like, well, but don't people have to bring infantry? And it, it 
there are going to be the problem is that I, I, w- I want to kind of bring these two points together. The problem is that before they had this one way of kind of getting around indoctrination, which was bombardment. Now there is bombardment and right. max. It's That's two, two tools yep. that you can use kind of in conjunction yep. to make sure that I do not have to encounter the indoctrination ability, which means now it feels like the only way for yin to guarantee themselves the ability to use their their indoctrination ability reliably is to have lots of infantry everywhere, yep. which logistically is kind of a difficult tool. Right. And we'll get to the hero in a little bit, yeah. but the hero is not the answer to that question, no. in my opinion. Absolutely not. And what makes it worse is the idea that like your mere presence as yin means your your neighbors will play differently. Like I can just put my mech a single mech in an equidistant and it is now drastically more difficult for you to do anything about as yin because now yin has to bring like three infantry just to kill one mech or just not even bother with the deployability of their mech and just get the mechs out already right like and i feel like that's anytime you have a deployability on a mech it feels like it's telling you yes yeah it's it feels like it's telling you like no, don't bother building the mech because right. you have this much cool. Like it's like totally. what I was saying uh, last week with Barony. You don't need to build the mechs right. because the You'll Dunlane Reaper can just deploy. Right. So your mechs are sitting in reinforcements ready to pop out exactly. when needed. Yeah, and Yin's just does not have that quality. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about their leaders before we talk about their faction tech because I feel like we have to get that kind of understanding before we can get into why their faction techs are also uh, hot garbage. Um, Or at least one of them. I don't know. Uh, Their agent is Brother Mylor. After a player's destroyer or cruiser is destroyed, you may exhaust this card. If you do, that player may place up to two fighters from their reinforcements in that unit's system. As an agent, this is so annoying. Because it's only once. You aren't using it round one. It doesn't do anything to help you or anyone round one. You can't even sell it round one. So right. it does nothing. Right. It might do nothing round two. It might do nothing round three. You might there are n- games where there are no combats until like round four. That happens. Right. right. Um, so you might not use this thing for a long time. And then when you do, let's say finally you get this awesome opportunity. Hey, it might work with devotion, right? We're going to kill our own destroyer and then turn that destroyer into two fighters. Well, if we don't have capacity or fighter two, those fighters will just die at the end. It might help us turn the tides of the fight. And that is kind of the intent with this agent. But that doesn't mean it actually holds true to mattering in the yeah, end. Yeah, Generally, yeah. very often, you get the two fighters and then they die anyways because you didn't have the capacity after the combat. And we still kind of like were left with maybe a carrier and some ground forces. Maybe it just barely helped us, but it certainly doesn't have the appeal of almost any other agent in the game. It, right. it is significantly less useful than most agents. And especially as a sellable agent, it, it is so hard to sell this thing because most people just don't care. It reminds me of the type of ability um, that would have been really useful in base game uh, ground combat. Yes. Like ground combats in base game, because there was only one unit involved and then one other ability that was relevant, which was bombardment. You had the bombardment to kind of maybe even the the playing field. Right. And then any amount of like units. Swaying the numbers. Yeah. (laughs) Could swing it quite a bit. The problem is that space combat is much more dynamic and you have all these different unit types Mm -hmm. with all their different abilities and all of them apply. That two fighters is just not going to cut it. And it's also like, it's not like this is an action card. Like it's some sort of a secret ability that I'm going to play. Everyone can see it and then just go ahead and like they just understand like, well, 
if I go after that one destroyer there, which I don't even know why people are going after your single destroyers mm-hmm, anyways, mm-hmm. but if I go after that one destroyer there, I'm going to have to also fight two fighters. Right. And then what? Yeah. I mean, like what? And that's, that's about all this ability does. And, and the thing we start building up is this idea that Yin is actually a pretty amazingly defensive faction. You do uh, other players can look at your stuff and be like, it's just not. There are other targets worth hitting, sure, and that's yeah, yeah. generally true. And and so you won't get attacked a ton as Yin, but you are given no options to do anything with that. It you used don't to be, have, yeah, you don't right. have mobility. You don't have stuff that you can get. You don't have big economic things to like save up a bunch of trade goods. Like you have no big point generators, so you just end up sitting in your slice twiddling your thumbs waiting for something waiting for better objectives basically. right and, and i realize what matt just said there kind of sounds like we're going the opposite direction now and saying like you're de- like what he's saying is that if you wanted to you could you as yin you could say all right well i'm gonna lock down my slice and play super yeah. defensive but that does not win games right. so there is no point to doing that so you're not going to do that right which means all these weird ways of sidestepping your abilities are going to get used against you whenever it is important exactly yeah. so that's rough yeah it's just too easy to play against their commander is brother omar and has the second most annoying unlock in the game which is to use your indoctrination faction we ability literally just got done talking about how <laughs> much it's sidestepped and then the fact that unlocking the commander forces you to use indoctrination yeah we will talk about an instant we got some, we got some pretty good pre-errata about sure. maybe how to get around this yes that might be useful for people but overall this is very annoying yeah. and i have played uh, at least three games as yin yeah and i think i only unlocked it one of those three games yeah yeah i i have made a point in one game to actively do it round two and the sacrifice required just to do that it's like i'm not even actually probably taking a planet i just want to use like i was like paying someone to leave a ground force so that i can indoctrinate it that was basically right. how, it's like i just want to unlock this commander so i can freaking use the thing yeah and here's the big problem essentially indoctrination turns into a thing that would be better if the commander was like a pretty sweet late game ability i would be okay with this like ah, you're not going to unlock it round one or two you might unlock it round three you might do your first indoctrination round three safely right yeah, you, yeah. without stretching yourself too thin in right, some stupid right. way um but let's say we're doing it round three what sweet ability could we have well instead yin's uh yin's brother omar is this card satisfies a green technology prerequisite something would have been nice to have round one or two. Right. And then you may produce one additional infantry for their cost. These additional infantry do not count against your production limit. So even assuming we have two space stocks out on the board, it's worth a dollar per round. And that's a dollar. Well, uh, I mean, if you're building twice. Right. Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. You have to build twice. You have to build twice for this to be worth a dollar. And then, per and round. then you, you have to pay for the infantry, even though you're mm-hmm. only getting one. Yeah. That's it's so, it's, and, and it's like, and to to what end? To what end is all of this? Like, right. just for more infantry on my planets that aren't getting attacked anyways because the destroyers and the it's like I already have infantry shacks. I already have destroyers, kind of as this like extra little defensive thing. I didn't need this, and I especially didn't need this ability round three or round four. Yeah, right. right. That's what makes this truly useless. Um, the best thing that this green skip does for you is pave a path to your omega yin spinner tech. We'll talk about that before we do the hero. I'll come back around to the hero. Yin spinner omega is after you produce units, 
place up to two infantry from your reinforcements on any planet you control or in any space area that contain your ships. And this requires two green. Two green. So even this green skip you're getting from the commander I is not enough. I to research another green or need another green skip somewhere else uh, to be able to just get this kind of like on the house. And what's it doing? Just more infantry. Now they get to go where it's like a pretty cool like half our commander, half transit diodes like baked it. Like I just get to put... It's like wherever. orbital drop. Yeah. I get to put sure, these two sure. infantry anywhere for like basically free. It's it, not like orbital drop though. It's not a stall. No, it's not and, a stall. And, and also it like like we've already established, mm -hmm. playing a super defensive yin is a great way to lock down your slice and lose the game. Exactly. Yep. So so yin spinner, even if it is a pretty good tech, in concert with everything else we're doing, it doesn't like accomplish any ends we need met. Like it doesn't right. do anything active for us. Their other tech has always been trash and never got an Omega, which is fine. It's like number one on my list of things I would like to see get a new Omega, which is so tragic because Yin has already had two components omega right? and I'm asking for like two or three more. Like I want the <laughs> whole faction to be rewritten basically. <laughs> but Impulse Core requires two yellows. At the start of a space combat, you may destroy one of your cruisers or destroyers in the active system to produce one hit against your opponent's ships. That hit m must be assigned by your opponent to one of their non fighter ships of able so the way impulse core works out is you have devotion for after a round of combat you have impulse core for before a round of combat but the after a round of combat you get to assign the hit that's what makes it very good is like i get to snipe your carrier right impulse core they just sustain a dreadnought two or whatever stupid stuff like it doesn't matter at all and the idea here is what i'm going to kill a destroyer before i've let that destroyer roll for combat right. and then kill another destroyer after like how many destroyers and how much fleet supply do i have to bring to a combat to use any of my abilities all of the tools are narrow mm -hmm. that's the problem with them they're all very narrow very like specific cases where this would kick in and be interesting and costly and costly uh, none of them you get nothing for free is yeah everything is is paid for either with plastic or with influence like we haven't even talked about how like three influence uh to get is a, a lot. Met. That's a command it's counter. It's a lot, and then yeah. Baroni gets to just spend two trade goods. Yeah. Like that doesn't feel fair. <laughs> I don't know magi math if that's right, but it feels like you're spending like I mean you're spend, spending a command counter yeah. in order to get a one mech, mech. Right. just one. Right. Like it's awful. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> and then let's talk about the hero because yeah. the hero is I think. It's the one thing I would leave unchanged. I would. I would. Yeah. It's it's not amazing, but it's like whatever. It's a stall first off. It's as an action, which I you know what? I love that. I'll I'll take any stall I can get these sure. days. Especially in the late game yeah. where it's all just a stall first. Right. For each planet that contains any number of your infantry, which ostensibly we've been doing quite a lot of as yin. It's very rare that we're leaving planets completely undefended. So this right. this this triggers quite often. Um either ready that planet or or and don't do the other thing uh, or place an equal number of infantry from your reinforcements on that planet. So with every single planet, you get to decide, do I want to ready this planet or do I want to double the stack? And the answer in almost every single case is ready the planet. The only thing I would say is maybe not is uh, I will stay. I will say that Mecha, uh, Yin is still very much a Mechatol Rex faction if if you can swing it, which is kind of a whole thing in itself. But Mechatol is the one place where I'm like, I'll probably double my stack on Mechatol because right. I don't need the six influence twice. That is almost yes. never yes. the case. Um, so I would rather just reinforce Mechatol and make it take take it as a question off the map for everybody else. Totally. If totally. I put four infantry there, I get to turn that into eight infantry. That feels nice and good and safe. Uh, and, and the rest is readying up. So what do we do with this hero? The whole point would be uh, to be able to still build stuff to defend ourselves and then ready all our planets for a stage two spendy. 
That's if we get lucky with the objectives. Sure. Or what I would rather advocate for is a not last round, like a round three or four use of the hero to get a ton of plastic on the board. And this is the other reason I definitely advocate that Yin Brotherhood needs to get a second space dock out. You got one at home, you need a forward dock. Yes. Because this hero needs you to build at home ready all your planets again and then build at your forward dock and have like a really solid structure in the late game to defend yourself and potentially also send those ships out to accomplish round five objectives yeah i totally agree uh it it's uh it's the nicest thing about this hero is that you kind of get to go planet by planet yeah um that is that is the only it's nice, nice thing it's about flexible it's flexible yeah. it's 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 flexible in that way but i will say i think I think the refresh really blows the other thing out of the water because yeah. if you're playing Yin in the first place, you have all these other abilities that sort of like let's say you went Yin Spinner yeah. already. Now Boy. this is pointless. Which you have a commander that's kind of saying, like, hey, pick up Yin Spinner. It's right. not that hard. Right. Um, I'm not saying you should do that, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying if you did, it sort of makes the hero pointless. Right. So it's like not only do we have these really narrow abilities that feel like they um the the situations where they would be useful don't come up that often yeah. we also have some tension between right. one of the faction texts and then the hero in that it feels like they're There's kind no of both synergy yeah they, they do the same thing and not in a combo in a just like a, well i already did that i already yeah. did i already I, got a big stack I already of infantry. Got infantry everywhere do i need 12 infantry on every single planet yeah not really is that the point yeah yeah yeah, so I, I I think that is the roughest part about it. Um, yeah. And yeah, it just feels like the abilities don't add up uh, to being a lot, which I am so glad to be back on our brand. Like we have come <laughs> all the way around. And John now, would be so proud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to do another episode. I, like, I would love it if we got a lot of negative pushback. Sure. And then we had to do another. Let's just, do you remember Let's when we did that? talk about We got Yen. so much negative feedback early <laughs> on in the show that we did a separate there episode. There was an episode 3.5 yeah. that was just responding to Yin criticism. Right, where we just responded to criticism. And I can't, we would never do that again. Yeah. You know what I mean? To make yeah. a whole episode just about criticism. Right. Unless, unless you just really come down hard on us. <laughs> make the case, debate yeah. lords. <laughs> so let's talk about what we do with all of this then. What are our options? I'll say this much, again, off the top. I There aren't answers yet. Um, but I have some ideas of kind of what doesn't work and what sort of goals I have in mind for what I'm trying in future games. But I think the biggest thing is Yin has to get lucky. That is the reality of all, all of it is right. you just have to get lucky with. Now, everybody kind of has to get lucky with public and secret objectives, but Yin has no tricks. Mm -hmm. There's no trick to accomplish a new goal to score points. Yeah. So you just have to get lucky with the points that fall into your lap. Yeah, yeah. That's all you can hope for. Right. So beyond that, what are what are our options? Well, we talked about Diplo. We have kind of a money generator. Our home system's pretty good. Um, and that feeds directly into maybe custodians, right? Right. We can, Di Diplo's not leadership, so you're not necessarily going first, but there's an argument to be made that round one or two taking Diplo could do some things for you. But especially just talking custodians, you are not a blue tech faction, so it's not like it's going to come easily for you. But if you get warfare round one and can get speaker token, yikes, quite a question. Is there even a point in describing that scenario, Matt? It, yeah, that's here's, basically here, Here's what's line. annoying about it, because I just did this with I'm Nalu, sorry, ho, right? ho, ho. Are you Santa Claus? Exactly. And that's a problem, because with Nalu, who has an even better shot at this, because they're always first to go, I was like, I don't think I like it. The difference here... For Yin is they do have more behind them. They get they have more to defend their stuff, sure. but they have a significantly worse chance at having access to it. So all I say is 
this is also because of the feedback on the Nalu. For Yin, you should be on the lookout for the Magic Christmas Land. Okay. That's the biggest thing is, sure. no, it's not going to happen most games, but you need it when it can happen. You need that. So if you have access to Warfare, I say take it round one so that you can get adjacent to Mechatol. If you can get the person to your left, take politics and sell you the speaker. I don't know how you're going to pay for that, but you got to go for it because that custodian's guac and getting yourself on Mechatol, that could be literally the linchpin to your entire strategy. Getting set up on Mechatol and holding an all game may be the only thing that saves you. Yeah, well, okay, so at most we're talking about two infantry on Mechatol round yeah, two. totally. With, uh, you spent six influence right. to take Mechatol, yep. meaning what? No command counter is going into so, round three. So very vulnerable round two. Mm -hmm. I would say that that your Mechatol positioning, if you make it there round two, is... Quite tenuous rough. at best. Now you can bring a handful of fighters too, so you can make the space combat a bit annoying. You can even send your destroyer I mean, you that was a two, trade ship. You can take two fighters, right. so let's be clear. It's two fighters. Two fighters, two infantry and a destroyer and the carrier. It's not a whole lot, but it might be enough to keep people from doing anything about you in round two. Maybe. I don't know. Again, I 100% accept that this is a bit of a ho-ho-ho Santa Claus can we, thing. But it's uh, what I'm saying is we are desperate. Can we talk anything. about the pre-errata thing? Because I actually think the pre-errata yeah. thing was uh, was very interesting. It was quite good, yeah. And also like easier to execute than what you just described. It's totally. not as Christmas landy. Totally. So the idea with the pre-errata is maybe we're not going to be the first one to get to Mechatol. But we're going to utilize the person that went to Mechatol with probably not very much... Uh, in the space, right? Most people are generally getting to Mechatol with like a carrier or whatever. Right. So there's a decent chance that we're going to be able to fight through it. Um, so Stealth Toast uh, says on round two, use indoctrination on the player who took Mechatol, assuming the airspace is takeable, which again, that is a safe enough assumption. With with devotion, I think that actually is yeah. finally a fair right. assumption. A fair argument. Yeah. Um, to set up for this, you will either need to have taken Warfare round one to get your carrier adjacent to Mechatol, or be in a position to have gravity drive on or by round two. Now, the thing we talk about with gravity drive is it can be incredibly difficult to have it in time to do custodians. It's not crazy to get gravity drive in round two across the entire round. Like right. it's, it's, it's normal. If I took tech, if I found a blue skip round one, I can skip to gravity drive round two. I don't need to do this attack on Mechatol as my first action. No. So I have time to get gravity drive. Yeah, so this yeah, yeah. isn't crazy. You could definitely have gravity drive by the end by of the round time two. we do this action. Yeah, totally. Um, so gravity drive on or by round two with your carrier and anything else you may need to be taking in range. Your opponent will likely thre threaten to declare a retreat to prevent you from getting your commander unlocked. And obviously, so that you don't destroy their carrier and convert their infantry. To solve this, you either need to bring enough ships to give you the odds of landing the one hit before the retreat. Note that devotion does not trigger before they retreat. Ugh awful wow or, i didn't even consider that yeah, before when i said before man yeah, it is after why does around every yin ability have to have a big exception yeah, like that exactly. okay well this nah, or offer know. them something not to retreat uh your alliance may be very useful to them in that early game in uh their hopes for an early hyper metabolism it, okay that's the biggest thing i can see and that's why i love sharing this idea I'll is give hey you, listen you okay. help me get my commander unlocked and i'll give you my commander too we can all make something. We can all have a green skip. We can all have a green skip and more infantry throughout the course of the game. Okay, maybe. Um, I mean, I will say hypermetabolism is not the sexiest tech yeah. anymore at right. this point. Right. Because the thing is like... But Yin Spinner is pretty good for Yin if we can get it that early. Well, yeah, but I just mean like, what are totally. they going to take? I know. What, yeah, yeah. what, is, what do they want their I think green Hyper is still pretty good. If they started with... If it's a I... faction that started with a green tech... 
They probably didn't if they took Mechatron. I'm kind of, uh, when it comes to green tech these days, I'm kind of shallow mm -hmm. only, and I don't really care about the deeper stuff at yeah. all. I don't feel like Hyper is fair. really that useful. But maybe they're not going for Hyper. Maybe that gets some Fighter 2. Maybe it gets some Bio Stims. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There's some stuff in there yeah, that yeah, yeah. it could still be I th beneficial. I, yeah, I, th I think Bio Stims is, is all right. And uh, The other thing I want to say that Stealth Toast says is uh, this would be ideal to pull off if you took Imperial Round 2, which I think I agree but also that puts a big target on your back. So I, uh, uh, your mileage may vary in terms of whether or not this is worth doing while holding Imperial to immediately get the point. Because the other thing is you're not getting a secret objective that round too. And and the early, losing out on the early secret objectives, I think really hurt. I, okay, I, well, okay, I want to push back. Uh, it, I don't think it should be, I don't think it should be that scary. Uh, yeah. Maybe it will if you're you- You're super defensive. It's not, you're not- the work like if you take if you do the imperial thing people are like ah we should do something like yin i don't know what we'll do about them though <laughs> no uh, there's many we have we've already yeah. outlined the things you do about bring them. some mechs. you you bring <laughs> you bring mechs and bombardment and it's done yeah. it's not that scary Ugh. and that's bad news for you right yeah, it it, i actually think it would be better if if they truly are going to be scared of you now yeah and uh because you're someone to be feared but i just don't think you are to be feared yeah how are you? How soon are you even going to get more infantry right. on Mechatol Rex anyway? So we're talking about two infantry sitting there, probably beginning of round three. If I've got a single mech right. and some bombardment, I can get there. We're done. That's it. That's all that has to happen. Yeah. So like, yeah, I would not get. I would not get too cocky about this idea that you are somehow a threat. And in fact, you have gained. Uh, you've gained a guac at the expense of that secret objective. Yep. And. So listen, like I've been talking about how round two, I feel like people don't take Imperial enough. Uh, I don't mean that no matter what faction you're playing, you should always take Imperial round two and go ahead and scoop up a Mechatol point after the Custodians person. Mm -hmm. But if you're playing in them good, good factions, those top tier <laughs> factions, yeah. why not? Speed the game up right, already. Totally. You know, like yeah. you've got this. Start the game already. <laughs> Great hair, hope you win, you know? <laughs> but somebody like Yin, that's way towards the bottom of yeah. the pack. Yeah. The idea that you're going to pass, like you're going to get this guac at the expense of a secret objective. I don't know. I go back and I forth on it. I don't think it's going to pay off. And, but the thing is, too, though, maybe it is okay because you're not very good at secret objectives anyway. <laughs> right? Like imagine you draw. We're bad at everything. So I, get I, the points while you can get them. Last end game, I had to score two faction tech. That didn't feel oh, good. God. I had to. So I let's did, talk didn't have about a way tech. around it. Let's use that as a transition point to talk about tech. I hate it. I hate thinking about tech in yin games. Um, here's something I feel like I know. Towards the end of base game, there was a little bit of a question of like, hey, is red yellow yin kind of a thing? Like, is like a PDS yin sort of an interesting idea? And it kind of was, it was like, oh, this might ah, go somewhere and destroy your two. Destroy your two. Kind of useful. We start with the yellow tech. I hate it now. Yeah. I don't, I don't, there's no good decision in there that works for me. I think red tech might be somewhat useful, but I don't think, I don't feel so good about transit diodes anymore because we get so many infantry kind of all over the place. I don't need to swap them around. I don't need, I don't need it. The right. yellow skip does nothing for me anymore. I yeah. just, I don't care. Right. So to that end, and impulse core sucks. So I, I have no reason to go any further down yellow. Sarween is the yellow tech I want and I've got it. Right. I'm done. So it becomes a question of all these other possible tech paths. I do think blue green is is the best, and I'm sorry to people who get tired of us saying blue green. What about blue is red? The best. What about I blue red? I think blue red has some validity to it. I think, especially with the right skips, if you've got one of the better red skips that don't cost you a command counter, if you have Aang, I I like uh, skipping to destroy or to get something like uh, well, a AI dev will AI dev will just, just do it too. Yeah, you could just right. do AI dev directly into destroy or uh, two. Destroy or two. And, and I think that's fine. I did that one time, and I did not. I didn't love having AI dev after that, but 
I don't know. I go back and forth. It's probably fine. It, it just feels weird to me because that tech doesn't end up doing a, a whole lot. Yeah, because you don't need it for Dreadnought 2. Right. So basically, you're going to get Destroyer 2. You're going to do that kind of Dreadnought 2, Destroyer right. 2 fleet. You, you, and you only use AI Dev once. Right. However, you still get the two resources off of it. Totally. You know, once, and but, like you, yeah. you can get um, Fighter 2 pretty easily because you get that green skip. And like oh, we right. probably yeah, yeah. want gravity drive or some iteration of blue Man. tech so 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 ai dev is annoying actually yeah because we don't need to skip from it but it pays so we use it for the payment instead so we save quite a lot of money on inf on units right sure. we, we starving tools plus ai dev means like we're not spending a ton of money on units throughout the game so there is there are pathways here that i can see i haven't seen it work yet i haven't seen win games but there are pathways here where it's like hey we save money decently well we kind of get enough um upgrades to sort of afford stuff if two tech and two colors comes out it's so annoying <laughs> that's what happened to me one of my games like i had a blue skip i was planning to just be really shallow and go crazy with upgrades and then two tech and two colors came out and it took me all game to score that basically because it was just like oh i guess i'm gonna slowly do the secondary attack and just keep getting these techs i don't want or need okay um, well let's let's get to real talk you yeah. should just get blue right because yes your your unit upgrade should probably be uh, Dreadnought 2, because it's so... I mean, you start with the yellow, and that's the annoying part right. of figuring out Dreadnought 2 is right. what yellow tech you're going to get, or if you're going to get AI dev and go yep. red-blue. So we get Dread 2. Carrier 2, I think, combos nicely. Absolutely. Devotion, actually, I think, seems more useful if you have a lot of HP, a right. lot, like a fighter screen, right. exactly. meaning that like we can get the destroyer in. Doesn't really, It's a destroyer 1, so it doesn't really do anything, but then mm -hmm. we use Devotion. Okay, that, I, I right. can go with that. Or whatever. Carrier 2, Fighter 2, Dread 2 all yeah. actually falls in line with our other goals and needs and i i think it works there's some argument that uh that actually uh stealth toast also put up of this idea of sling relay being quite good for uh yin my problem with uh, their path they, they suggested sling relay bio stims yin spinner and gravity drive uh none of those are baseline none yeah, of those none are, of those level, are level, zero, yeah. uh, or, yeah, level zero uh blue or green techs so this is assuming we have the tech skips or we're wasting time getting something like, I, I liked Hunter's argument earlier, DET is fine. Round one, maybe do a trade ship kind of thing that also gets us a frontier token. I don't think we're necessarily dying to waste a bunch of time uh, putting stuff into frontier areas, but it fits in with like, hey, I throw that destroyer over there. And then if you want to come deal with that empty space, it's a pretty big pain in the butt because that destroyer is also two fighters. Yeah. But well, we need know. we need to talk about the because uh, I think what. Uh, I, I actually played a homebrew game where mm -hmm. I found this out uh, recently, but uh, Yin Spinner uh, is one of the only uh, production-based abilities uh -huh. that doesn't make an exception for um, other production abilities. Like, it's, like, it's produce units, not as yes. production, which yes. means you get to combo it with Sling Relay, which is why Sling Ray Relay actually becomes quite an advantageous tech for us. If we get both Sling Relay and Yin Spinner, I can Sling Relay out the Van Hog and also put two infantry wherever I want. And then Bio Stims it and, and do it again. And then Bio Stims and do it again. However, that feels like a bunch I, of tricks yeah. for nothing, yeah. for, to no end. Yeah, so, so <laughs> I feel like we've kind of already pointed out why this tech path is not very good yep. because the idea of super defensive yin well the problem is not that yin uh can't defend themselves if you focus on it right uh you can do pretty all right right it's that yin doesn't have the speed necessary or the economic mm -hmm. powers necessary to just do well and score points yeah. and stay in the pack yeah i want to so here so let's to, to kind of conclude my yin thoughts here's what i want to see going forward from my own yin games i want to give a solid shot to a goofy 
cruiser two destroyer two thing where mm-hmm. my cruisers are my capacity they're bringing a couple infantry with me and then my destroyers are like trying to do a lot i don't think it's gonna work i don't think it's gonna be useful at all but i'm gonna try it that's gonna be okay. a thing i do at some point it's just like what if i just build cheap units that just try to get like all over the place let's see how that goes I, yeah i can't i can't envision where it goes from there but maybe it leads to some other sort of discovery of what to do with just like shallow tech paths in general right? sure M- maybe that's something um beyond that i think it's further figuring out this blue thing. I do think maybe Yin is a faction you just don't play unless you have a blue skip. Nalu feels like that, and I think Yin is a little bit that way too, of just like, you might as well not put yourself through the agony of it unless you get the blue skip, and then maybe you can solve some of your problems. Maybe. Yeah. It's a shame that like transit diodes doesn't hit the same way it used to. I almost feel like the way that the relationship between all the techs has changed Mm -hmm. is that... Uh, blue still got good stuff yep. in POK. Yep. Um, red got some improvements yeah. at the expense of green, and then yellow is just in the dumpster right. now. Yeah. That's what it feels like, the, the right. relationship between all the different tech Green trees. has a one-trick pony in Psycho Arc sure. for situational things, and that's when it's like, oh, cool, we get to do a green game. Yeah. And in every other situation, it's like, I don't know, you're either a sorrel or you don't do it. Yeah, so it's like blue is the best, and then red it's and green good. are kind of eh, yeah. and then yellow is bad. It's super bad, yeah. yeah. And this is a green-yellow faction. Right, <laughs> in right. In all the directions the it problem. points you, it's the worst of the worst. Yeah, it's like, it's like the way that that the components add up to is almost like yeah go do green yellow but yep. green yellow is Sucks. not a combo that's yep. not a thing that, nope. that doesn't exist yeah it doesn't even exist <laughs> it doesn't yin doesn't even, even exist <laughs> that's our conclusion our conclusion it was like okay so we're gonna do we're gonna talk about yin for a little bit and at the end it's like what yin i've never heard of that <laughs> just play soul just play soul just you know what just play soul cages all right, let's let's do a quick break, and it's time to talk about a good faction uh, in the Necrovirus. Okay, Hunter, get me out of my uh, my pit of despair. Uh, it's time to talk Necro. It's been a while since you played the Necro game I can think of, but what I remember from that game is you were winning so hard. We like the realization in the final round was like, oh, Hunter is actually completely crushing us with, and we did not like. We have not been paying anywhere close to enough attention to the idea that Hunter has this game done six ways to Sunday. Like it, you had it so solidly because you've been building up defenses all game. So yeah. teach me how to do that. Oh, okay. Uh, so. <laughs> Necrovirus was a top three faction in base game. Yeah. That's indisputable. If you disagree with that, you're wrong. And I'll come by your house and tell you how. Uh, top three. I'm not saying which spot, but sure. they're just in that top three. POK, they, I would say what ha- what's happened with their relationship to all the other factions is that um, it's crowded at the top these days. Mm-hmm. There's a more, a more diverse set of factions that I would consider make it into that top tier. Necro still being among them. Yeah. Um, and what happened in an interesting way is that Necro's kind of kit got expanded and now they have like slightly other things that they do in uh-huh. addition to all of the old things that they were good at. And even those things have been improved in some ways. Right. So overall, I think Necro is a great faction that got 
a healthy amount of new extra stuff. It reminds me of like how POK treated uh, Joel Nar mm-hmm. as well as just like, here is some cool new stuff right. for the kit. Right. Uh, obviously Dane was not very concerned about balancing <laughs> when it came to necrovirus, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. he wasn't concerned that they're too good, yeah. you know, yeah. um, which is, <laughs> which is funny. Um, so yeah, let's talk about, let's break down necrovirus. Let's start with the basics. Um, so as far as starting technology goes, they start with DAX of animators and that's it. Yeah. Um, Technically we'll, they start with their faction nope. text, but that's a, don't no, they worry don't. about that. No, they it's, don't. It doesn't, it's not real. No, they <laughs> it's don't. It's a trick. No, no, that's not, that's not real. Yeah. Um, starting units. Uh, we start with, uh, this is actually the one problem. Uh, they start with one dreadnought, one carrier, one cruiser, two fighters, it's not so bad this far. Two infantry. Uh oh, it's bad. Uh, and then, uh, of course, the space dog. Yeah. Um, they their their planet uh, is called uh, Mordai Two, Mordai mm-hmm. uh, as I like to call it. Um, <laughs> and it's uh, four resources, zero influence. Uh, and let's get to their abilities. Um, so their first ability is called Galactic Threat. You cannot vote on agendas, no matter how much you want to. You just can't do it, and you still can't. Um, yeah. Once per agenda phase, after an agenda is revealed, you may predict aloud the outcome of that agenda. If your prediction is correct, gain one tech that is owned by a player who voted how you predicted. So it's like a technology writer, except the tech that you are allowed to copy only exist in the vacuum of the tech from the people who voted the way you predicted you will often see players do the whole shenanigan where nobody votes and then the speaker breaks the tie thus denying necro some tech outside of that weird gimmick that people can do to you it's a it's a a fine ability it's a great ability it's fine uh agenda phases are kind of boring for you so it's glad or it's good that uh that you have something like this i will say um a deal that has become i think more commonplace with necros um is the idea of sort of making the case of like, well, hey, if you go ahead and let me get this tech from you, yeah. then I won't have to get it later by going and killing this thing. Right. So actually you save a ship, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, let's talk about what that ability yeah. is. Yeah, so technological singularity. Once per combat, after one of your opponent's units is destroyed, you may gain one technology that is owned by that player. So yeah. that's how we that's how we get tech, is by destroying uh, uh, an opponent's unit. Yeah, um, and but then, your, your galactic threat, your agenda ability is like I was saying, basically the peaceful way to yes. go about it. Hey, you don't want to lose a ship? Then just vote on the thing that right. you want to happen anyways. Right. Necro's going to get tech. So it totally. is actually kind of silly that people put in so much effort to make sure Necro can't get tech because it's like, hey, y'all, Necro gets tech. They find it one way or the other. Yeah, it's true. Um, and then the last ability is propagation. This is actually essential to the faction. Mm-hmm. You cannot research technology. When you would research a technology, gain three command tokens instead. And man, wow, that last part there is just it's it was the best before. Wow. I will say this: we 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 have gotten some feedback already from people saying like. Uh, you know, the old Necro episode is still really good, mm-hmm. and I stand by it completely. Yeah. And you are not going to get a whole lot of new thoughts here. And in fact, we can maybe consciously just say, hey, go listen to that. Go listen, go listen to old Necro episodes if you want a more expansive uh, conversation yeah. about this. We're going to focus on talking about the new components, but right. overall, this is not a very high pressure discussion. No. Like, also, go read Magi's Guide. It's available on Reddit yes. and Board Game Geek. Unaligned Magi's Guide to Necro is like. The, the treatise. Bible. It's yeah. the Bible on the Necro. Necro Bible. And uh, n- all of that remains true. 
and if anything, only got better. We have like a couple new tricks to add to the arsenal yes. of Necro. Not nothing has shifted. We've not changed anything about Necro. We've only added a couple new tricks. Is yeah. basically what we're bringing. And honestly, in. the new tricks are pretty simple, pretty straightforward, yep. and just solidly good. Yeah. Um, we're a three commodity faction, which it's like, oh boy, why can't why, well, why not make them two commodity? <laughs> like, let's hurt them a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then we have our flagship, Ooh. and it is. The most it was the most ridiculous flagship in the game in the base game, and now it's only gotten more ridiculous. So it's called the Elaster. Uh, hits two on a nine, one movement, three capacity. So fairly standard bad flagship as far as what yeah. we've got on the card. But the text here says tells a different story. <laughs> At the start of a space combat, choose any number of your ground forces. Uh. Ground forces includes mechs, baby. <laughs> in this system to participate in that combat as if they were ships. So your infantry, your ground forces, they come up into the sky yep. and they help uh, fight. You Necro know? is a big fan of those not infantry. Yeah, big know? fan of the not infantry. Um, it is uh, pretty ridiculous. The most common use of this, of course, is locking down the home system. You are not limited uh, by uh, any limit whatsoever yep. as far as how many infantry you can have right. on a planet, meaning your home system can become completely... I've never seen a Necro home system invaded. Right. Full stop. Right. Never seen it. I'm yeah. sure it has happened. You can send me pictures that's if you want. That's a negligent Necro yeah, that did that. That's on them, bro. That's on <laughs> You them. should have a stack of like six or more infantry. Even six infantry in the flagship and it's just like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Um, all right, so their uh, faction promissory note is called Antivirus. At the start of a combat, place this card face up in your play area. While this card is in your play area, the Necro player cannot use their technological singularity faction ability against you. If you activate a system that contains one or more of the Necro player's units, return this card to the Necro player. Yeah, so uh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So <laughs> defensively, I get to say you don't get one of my techs. Um, it is a fairly worthless card. Yep. I'm sure there are some people that are like, I've peddled it before. I think when you did that, you tricked them. Yeah. They were tricked <laughs> they by were, you. You lied to them happened. about how good it was. This is this is just not that good. Yeah. Um, so the way their faction tech work is probably the most interesting and also most annoying part. For Dane. For Dane. <laughs> Dane, uh, this sucks. And this is only going to get worse as Twilight Imperium <laughs> continues into the future. But their faction tech is called Veilfar Assimilator Y and X. Mm -hmm. uh, the way this works is when you would get another player's technology using one of your faction abilities, you may place the Y assimilator token on a faction technology owned by that player instead. While that token is on a technology, this card gains that technology's text. You cannot place an assimilator token on a technology that already has one. So we can steal faction tech. We don't have our own faction tech. Right. Instead, we steal faction tech from other players. Right. And boy howdy, that's uh, kind of a big part of yep. what makes Necro so scary is depending on what other factions are in the game, you might have access to God knows how many broken, silly, right. ridiculous There's combos. The, to, to just put a pin in it and, and give the example, there are things like the idea that Necro can get Clan of Sars moving space stocks. Yes. Right? That is like the thing totally. that defines Clan of Sar, and Necro can just be like, Haha, me too. That's if Clannisar researches their space dock. Which, to be clear, would be a mistake on their part. Yeah. <laughs> the same goes for Arborek, right? We yeah. can give Valifar Assimilator the access to Latani Warrior 2. Yeah. Ridiculous. There are even bigger, wilder combos out there. Uh, I'll call attention to the thing that people love to say. Uh, there's a Barony of Letnev combo that is only accessible through Necro, where if Necro gets Barony of Letnev's alliance and also has NES, non-Euclidean mm -hmm. shielding, mm -hmm. they can uh, bring two Dreadnoughts and a fighter, each of them bring two Dreadnoughts and a fighter to a fight, and there is such low odds 
that either of them would score three total hits in a single round of combat that the two of you can generate almost infinite amount of trade goods oh it's the old so we've talked about this problem before in base game where if if this fight came up it would never end and i believe dane had like dane eroded it to say if a fight cannot end then uh the aggressor dies then right. you have to kill your ships or whatever or right. retreat or something i don't remember i'm sorry i don't remember exactly what it is, but you basically can't do it it's such a weird thing that happens but this is a situation where it's not impossible it's just it's low unlikely. odds it's unlikely and each of you keeps sustaining and it's any esteranium you repair you sustain you repair you sustain you and you just keep doing that Com- round of combat after round of combat after round of combat until the both of you have like stacks of 60 plus trade goods until finally one of you scores three hits it's disgusting Jeez. we were there was there, we were desperately wanting to see it happen in the tournament we were like 66 games come on somebody's got to do this once but necro is such a good faction they never made it through drafts basically yeah. so we never got to really see this they happen. only made it into i think seven, seven games, games. Yeah. yeah which is uh that's not a lot yeah um so yeah they're definitely uh, also considered by the community to be uh, pretty high up there let's talk about the new stuff though uh so here is the mech not a lot to say about it but during combat against an opponent who has an x or y token on one or more of their technologies apply plus two yeah. to the result of each of this unit's combat rolls. so that means it would hit on a four it Ridiculous. has sustained damage like all the yeah. other mechs this but. is this is uh, it reminds me of nalu's where it's like well it's circumstantial but when it happens boy does that hit like stupidly hard and honestly it doesn't need to say it to, to like it doesn't to be have fair, to say anything because it doesn't need Alistor. to say anything there <laughs> it, it literally their mechs could just be generic mechs with yeah. no special ability right and that would still be ridiculous because yeah. the fact that they can fly into the air mm-hmm. and hit with the alistair that's all that needed to happen buddy yep yeah totally uh so let's talk about the agent uh love this agent it's really fun um so <laughs> during the action phase uh, which I always love agents that are just like, yeah, just whatever you want, point. flip it. Somebody yeah. else's turn. You can, you can, it's a way to, <laughs> you can talk during someone else's turn yeah. and not be considered like really rude. You can just <laughs> say, hey, I'm using my agent and I'm also talking and it's on my turn. <laughs> uh, during the action phase, you may exhaust this card to choose a player. That player may discard one action card or spend one command token from their command sheet to gain two trade goods. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, bake in this point right now, since it's going to be fresh in your mind because we're talking about the agent. I feel that overall, uh, it kind of makes a lot of sense to do the secondary of politics as Necro. Um, I have fallen out of love with the secondary of politics for most factions and don't really care to do it most of the time. However, uh, with Necro, you are always going to get a fact... uh, (laughs) a uh, action card. I almost called it a faction card. <laughs> uh, an action card that you can then turn into two trade goods and then you're going to get another one as well. Yeah. The fact that you can exhaust the agent and then just spend a command token seems pointless to me. Uh, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just try and do secondary pol- politics. gets taken every single round, so just do that. Now, round one, I realize that there are going to be situations where I really don't need to spend this token yeah. right now. I got something else I want to do with it. Although, to be honest, that doesn't even come up that much because right. as Necro, you will never do... You're not going to be bothering doing the secondary of tech for tech. Yes. You would do the secondary of tech to get for extra tokens. Yeah, yeah, to get extra tokens. You, uh, you very quickly get an excess of tokens, which means you get to start doing kind of like too much with them. You get to yes. do these things where it's like, that would be kind of costly for anybody else. But you're just like, hey, I'm swimming in tokens. I'm fine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So their whole thing is like now 
it's like they've gone from being this uh, this faction that really just focuses on command counters and plastic yeah. and using that plastic to get tech kind of on the house and right. much cheaper and much faster than everyone else can. Um, although the early game is still uh, kind of crummy, mm-hmm. uh, kind of crumb sauce, which we'll talk about that once we get done with the components. In fact, let's go ahead and do uh, the commander. So the sure. commander unlock is really easy. It's just have uh, own three technologies. Um, the faction techs do not... Uh, count or they do count if they've been placed yeah. on something right. whatever the way they work is so silly uh you start with a tech so that just means you need to get two, two additional techs. tech what you're and, gonna do yeah you just are gonna do that <laughs> and then you unlock it uh which you uh it's notable uh well here i'll just read the ability so after you gain a technology you may draw one action card so this is the thing in the kit now mm-hmm. it's it's Used to be that Necro was good at a bunch of things comfortably, uh, and now they also have this little extra action card injection. Yeah. Uh, that at this point, like focusing on action cards is like not like the <laughs> the best use of your time. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, I feel like Neural has basically gotten to a point where it's like, why would you even bother? Right. Because the action card deck has gotten bigger, yeah. which has actually made it a less reliable proposition as far as the roulette yeah. of it. Like, am I actually going to get something useful? Whereas Necro is just getting action that's cards. That's the whole in- thing is the factions that get action cards on the house. That's what made them so much better uh-huh. is because everybody else. It's like, well, it's an investment. But the ones that just get them, yeah. Well, it's better. <laughs> they're, right. they're they're better cards. So that's right. what we, Asarl and Necro, we have seen actually get boons because of this action card weird thing. Less people are getting good ones, and you're getting more good ones. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. Let's talk about the hero. So the hero is called uh, Polymorphic Algorithm. It is an action. Choose a planet that has a technology specialty in a system that contains your units. Destroy any other player's units on that planet. Gain trade goods equal to that planet's combined resource and influence (laughs) values and gain one technology that matches the specialty of that planet. So sick. The way this is used most of the time, uh, that part where you destroy any other player's units on that planet, just ignore that part. It's almost (laughs) it's not important to do that. You would use this in the final round or the round before the final round four or round five to get some extra trade goods. It's an action, so it's a stall. And then you use that to pick up like Light Wave if you have a yep. blue skip in your slice or a Salt Cannon if you have a right. red a red skip in your slice. Or I don't know, maybe it's an X89 game and Here's you're gonna do that. stupid about this is mm-hmm. the idea that in base game, the only thing holding Necro back, and this is not a big thing, but there was this one thing where like if tech objectives come out, right. the table can kind of somewhat deny necro access to those because necro can only get the tech that's on the table right right it's already and been so researched by another player. in a situation this that you would see this most common when tech two tech in four colors would come out and it would be like ah not everybody got red tech right red tech wasn't popular in base yeah game. and necro was just like well then i also cannot score that objective and that and everyone at the table would agree just don't get it now necro literally has an out and they can just be i mean every tech got better but now it's like let's say it's yellow tech right nobody's getting yellow tech well necro can just be like none of you're getting it and two tech and four colors comes out cool i'm just gonna go ahead and get predictive intelligence mm-hmm. on the house like just because i want it and it's gonna score me two points these leaders are so well designed to notice how each how the hero feeds into the agent the yep. agent unless you draw an action card which feeds into the yep. or sorry which feeds into the commander and then the commander feeds into the agent because every time you get an action card yep. that's one more that you can use to get two trade this, goods this whole faction is just synergy the yep. faction everything about it sings with each it's other it's beautiful synergy um and honestly yeah just the whole like oh they can't 
they can't research tech. It just becomes a boon most of the time. Let's talk about the one problem. Yeah. And I mean, this is a problem that we have talked about in the past. Sure. Uh, it feels it, more pronounced than POK, though. I, so, so it depends on how you look at it. So round one, we only start with two infantry, which means we're super kind of vulnerable uh, to the warfare secondary. We've been given more economic options mm-hmm. because of the agent. We're yeah. getting those extra two trade goods just for free on the house. Uh, and then we're also presumably going to maybe trade with the trade player and get another two trade goods. So that's four trade goods. We're just going to get right. round four for existing or round one for existing. Um, you know, and forget the fact that like, okay, so so this warfare secondary thing could be an issue. We want to make two infantry that we then use to go get more planets, yeah. two C4I. It's the oldest thing in the book. Yeah. So <clears throat> because of our uh, option to take technology mm-hmm. and use that to get command counters on the seven, which is like a great, you like go last and yeah. you get, it's like leadership, but way better. Um, so we've got leadership, which you could take round one, and then we're not worried about being stalled out for warfare secondary. We could just take warfare, which is my least favorite option, sure. but that's something you could do. And then technology, that's three. There's only, it's a, we play six player most yeah. of the time, sorry. <laughs> uh, which means that these three options are going to have you covered. Yeah. Uh, and then, so, so like in the world where you don't get those three, uh, you're looking at maybe you got diplomacy, in which case you can probably try and negotiate with the warfare player. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't warfare stall these days, yeah. which I think is, I don't know. It's kind of, I, I think Necro could use the pushback. Mm-hmm. Um, there's trade. You could pay them. Yep. Uh, so that's five right there. There's only that one spot where I feel like you could get in trouble. Construction is like the only thing that's going to hurt you, basically. I mean, because even well, politics, just like, you can kind of do stuff with, like you can do something with everything. Right. They don't all completely solve your problems round yes. one, but they all have enough to them that it's like, well, we're going to be okay. Yeah. The other, um, the other issue, and this is, I think, uh, more of a problem now, is I feel like as the pace of the game has increased, factions that have trouble doing custodians, which I feel like we've been talking about a lot of factions that have trouble mm-hmm. doing custodians, um, are, I think, it's it's just kind of rough. And Necro doesn't have an easy time doing custodians. If yeah. you get politics and you're going to go into leadership round two, you basically needed to get gravity drive off of someone, yep. which is kind of a tall order mm-hmm. if one of your neighbors doesn't get gravity drive it's just not gonna happen right like i don't know i i don't i don't really know how else to put it but it's just yeah. that's not an option for yeah. you which means that i think um if we looked at the data we would find that overall even if necro is maybe winning a pretty healthy number of games yeah uh, that they're not taking custodians right. as often as like factions that are more set up to do it. Well, and that's the biggest thing is like, yeah, we are probably not a custodians faction, and that would probably hurt us if we weren't so good at literally almost every single stage two objective. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the main way Necro isn't in a fighting chance in the end game is if that game ended round four before a stage two, like these other super fast scoring factions, if they just win round four, then yeah, Necro might not look so hot. They might look like they're at like six points or something. And it's right. like, oh, what happened to Necro? It's like, well, their win was going to be next round. Totally. But depending on, you know, most of the stage twos they were going to probably be able to accomplish. So that that's, that's more what you're playing for as Necro is this plan for the late late game except that your first round it's not so hot but that's like that's literally okay for you like you're going to come back from that yeah and that's basically all the new stuff yeah um i feel like if you're if you're hungry for if you just want to talk more necro uh i stads made me feel confident that our old stuff Mm -hmm. still holds up um there's also magi this is a faction that has it no faction has been solved right but like 
there's a lot of really good resources out there for if you want to learn how to play Necro that well. Yeah. You know, um, the concept of sort of compensating people for tech as right. you get it. Um, the easiest example of this type of thing is uh, I send a cruiser to go fight your destroyer gum, yeah. and then I give you a trade good right. so that you do not retreat, right. so that I can uh, possibly eventually win the combat and kill the thingy. And the big and thing, too, is you yeah. always have this argument in your arsenal of, hey, listen, I can make this easy for you right now and not very costly, or I can come for it later right. with more stuff right. and hurt you more. Right. Do you want the target on your back right now when it doesn't you don't lose anything, or do you want it when I go to kill a carrier later? Like what? That's your choice. It's always kind of a backhanded threat. Right. <laughs> it's a little bit under the radar of like, you could just let me do this or I can make it much more difficult for you. Yeah. Yeah. You're just the most like of of all the aggressive factions. Think of L1 or mm-hmm. Barony Vletnev. Uh, you are the one with the most solid economy. Yep. You don't have the efficiency of L1. You're not able mm-hmm. to assimilate, so you don't get to just come into someone's slice and then immediately build, build. a giant fleet and probably right. eliminate them. You're not really on that level, but you are on this like endure and make yeah. it into the late game and be very set up for stage yeah. two. And like we said, you are like nigh unstoppable yeah. in the in, late game. In, in terms of people targeting as, your home system or right. targeting a clutch spot, if you park the Alistair above something with the proper amount of infantry and mechs, that's it. That's the end the, of the, story. the only defensive tool that rivals it is uh, chaos mapping for SAR. Right. That's literally, and I mean right. that's just because chaos mapping for SAR just means you uh, can't oh, even go. You there. don't get to. Right. It's done. Right. So, um, I wanted to call attention to one really stupid thing. This is this is just as we were talking about the uh, the agent. I found this funny. I want to do a necro muat alliance swap mm-hmm. because it is very specifically that you spend that command token from your command sheet so if you spend that command token from your secondaries you gain two trade goods then you gain one more trade good for muat's alliance their commander so you get three trade goods you can just you you for full price convert your com- command counters into trade goods if you want to i still think that would be less interesting that, than like the, that, action, the action less... card, the problem is it's a once per use thing that as an agent it's once per use and the action card is almost always more value gain right yes. is the idea is like i'm because throwing away a trash action card exactly yeah, and, totally. and and that's the big complaint i feel like with action cards these days is that as the deck has gotten bigger there's more uh narrow cards that you might get that are just like they're interesting but they're yeah. not going to be useful for you this game and the fact that necro can turn those into trade goods just right. means like oh, i'm just not upset really right. ever um and i will say i feel like i talked a little too much about using following the secondary of politics round one and using the agent in that way that is i by no means think that that is an essential thing no, to do but you definitely but i have can. found it yeah. doable right many times and even if you don't you can offer your agent to the politics player like you can let them spend mm-hmm. their extra action card although i will and, well and that's my one cost for them like that's my one complaint yeah i think it's a hard one to sell a maybe. little bit because it's um, like is somebody really going to you know give you a trade good for you using the agent so and then they're getting right. rid of a card that i feel like it gets questionable i would i personally wouldn't even bother right. if i'm not using it for myself i probably don't sell yeah. it the other thing i find we didn't touch on this much and i just want to drive it home as someone playing against a necro the thing that was always so irritating is the is this commander um it's after you gain a technology you may draw an action card for any other faction that's like well when tech pops i'll probably i'll get an action card as an alliance it's just that for Necro, it's, let's say I want to attack Necro. If I lose anything, 
they will get an action card. That action card might help them more in the rest of the defense. Or if they go on the aggressive, they can get things that might help them in the ground combat or Mm -hmm. whatever. Like there, there are situations where you can try to take a planet from Necro. They didn't have parlay, but then they killed one of your ships in the space combat and drew parlay. That's right. the kind of, like they can just gain completely new opportunities out of thin air. And that is like incredibly painful as someone attacking Necro is like, there's always, they're going to gain more opportunities in the process of thwarting you. They will get more tools. Yeah, it, totally. It's, it's rough. <laughs> and I mean, and, and that's, I mean, we just talked a lot about Necro and how good they are without even mentioning, you know, really getting into the specifics of uh, faction tech you can pick up for oh my gosh. broken combos. Yeah, it's, like, it's an uns- it's an like that's a never ending conversation. Yeah. Of, like the crazy combos that you quantum can data hub node it's, for necro, yeah. uh, Isaril, Magion, yeah. like basically great techs become a thing that that faction shouldn't get when necro is around because necro is so good giving them access to also an incredibly good tech is just too much. They are going to necro with Magion is significantly better than Isaril with Magion. Why do you like, say that? I don't quite get because that. Because Necro, I'm just saying it's an amazing ability and Necro is already ahead of Isaril in sure. every economy of the game. They have a better chance to win and they're doing Magion. Here, I'm going to, as someone that's played that game though, yeah. let me tell you how that actually goes, works <laughs> out. So when, if there's two players with Magion, then oh, they're God. not going to Magion each other, yeah, right? Because that'll never cyclical, end. Yeah, yeah that'll okay. never end. Gross. Uh, so what happens is everybody else is just there. They look at their action cards and they're like, oh my God, just get rid of this yeah. like as soon as possible. Right. So you just kind of like drain everybody else of cards. Yeah. And it's just, it feels like maybe you've sort of neutralized the advantage of Magion because the, sure. it's like a it's like a farm, right? Yeah. And the soil, there's it's, we're not growing a right. lot these right. days because everyone's getting action cards and immediately trying to spend them. Yeah, yeah. maybe Magion is a bad example and you could probably make that argument for a lot of, like, Dude, Quantum e- Data E-Res has a similar argument sure, of, like, yeah, Jolnar yeah. and Necro with E-Res becomes this, like, horrific thing that happens to your game of, like, corruption. hey, we just, just yeah, the, the two of them. corruption. <laughs> they, they're just literally printing money for each other and it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's horrible. Um, because I just don't understand why. What if Erez was three trade goods? It would make and not sense. four. Yeah. It, at least you weren't getting extra value right. for the command counter. Yeah, that would I would understand, and it would still be a really good tech right. if if, if it was crazy three. Good. It would be good at two trade goods. It would be good. At <laughs> it would two still trade be goods. a good yeah. tech. It would still be good. <laughs> I don't know why Dane's all worried about Erez not being good enough, and then Yin. It's like we're like doing the math here and it's like what did what is going on with the end i don't want them to breathe <laughs> they get nothing they stole fizzy lifting drinks <laughs> i want to thank all our weird bears uh, weird bears big al cappuccino farganess squeamish emu billy Brassbird, brian kaluan john set of leto alice mate nason rumor hippo absol rwise fweddy tg welch and spirit thing and our little peace turtles patience is a virtue my son is also named bort anvilier frank g gaskio goondock beza 87 Rekka. Carnal, Naderade, Nick, Privix, Rolo, Uncle Batty, and Teddy's Jam for you. Okay, send us more This Imperium Life yes. stories. Send them to SpaceCatsPeaceTurtles at I, gmail.com. Someone uh, pointed this out, and I think this is a great thing. Um, generally, we, we call these like play of the weeks. Like, oh, send us an awesome thing. Uh, someone wanted to submit like, hey, I wanted to submit a play that was like 
horrible like just the worst yeah. the stupidest mistake gimme, i've ever gimme, made gimme. i want those two give me yeah. give me your horrible mistakes of like i can't believe i Dude, allowed this give to me give me the ones where you like you did a little trade round one and it was like this cataclysmic event of like well and then nra and mahawk get to start just like completely breaking the laws of physics to take custodians round one and it cost me the whole game like i want all of those things yeah yeah give us the good give us the bad give us it all um galactic council second round poll is up here are your two options pick one you First is TI4 tech tier list, where we do a tier list of every tech in Twilight Imperium 4. For some reason, it includes faction tech. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with it, but <laughs> I'm not the producer of the show. Uh, second option is improvise a Twilight Imperium please, scenario. Please, Me and Matt please. will make up Give me this off the top of our head, and the points don't matter. I want it so bad. A Twilight Imperium scenario. This is so much cooler. You know if we did that one, that scenario would become real yeah. <laughs> we get to call up dane and be like put it on a code it will be now. real if we do a tech tier list it's not like dane's gonna make up a new tech yeah like it's not like he's gonna listen this to the episode a, that's not content like, that's not new content that's, that's not just a new, new episode this is Twi uh, we, i'm hearing scenario is a new is new content yeah i always feel a little dirty when we advocate for an option because it really is up to you whatever sure, you want totally and we're gonna do it you yeah. know what i mean we do this of course. this is what we do um but yeah, that improvise the Twilight Imperium scenario, that is... We'll make it good. We're going to make it good. We'll make it good. It will make it interesting. And hey, I'm holding you hostage. Like, I'm not... We won't ever do it if you don't vote for it. Yeah, that's true. We do have to have some sort of integrity. Now, <laughs> it, I, I'm not going to say that maybe we would maybe we would give it another shot in a oh, future yeah. poll yeah, yeah, if yeah, it doesn't yeah. make it. That's um, Well, that's where we don't have integrity, is if the thing we want doesn't get voted on, we don't ever we'll give up on it. it. We'll keep trying it. <laughs> the number of times we put Read the Fractured Void into a Patreon <laughs> poll is disgusting. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, Homebrewers Guild, uh, it's coming up. I have not picked a date yet for when... Uh, the stream will happen. I'm trying to give people more time to submit factions. Yeah. Please submit more factions. Um, I realize that it's a lot of work to yeah. come up with a homebrew faction, uh, but I guarantee you, listener, I'm, I, I can hear your thoughts. You got one hanging mm -hmm. out in your brain. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, you know what? You don't have to submit a completed idea, too. The no. Homebrewers Guild channel can be a vessel for workshopping come yeah. brainstorm your ideas there yes. there's no reason that it has to just be here here's here's your paperwork hunter here here's my homebrew submission like you yeah. can come in and we'll talk through it like let's work together on yeah. this stuff yeah. I, I i would love to do that yeah um as far as twitch goes matt you are oh wait we got some stuff. we got okay. some big stuff actually yeah, yeah. coming up uh we have a big weekend planned essentially uh it's funny too because it is actually the weekend like right before our fourth year anniversary of this show no we're not really doing anything fourth like, year this is our fourth year 2017 this is our, to 2021 that's sir. not right is 2018 that right? 2019 2020 2021 that's four years One, that's two, three, four, four years four years we've been doing this show my friend that's almost my college that's almost how long <laughs> college was almost this is like how long was your college I, I think I was a four and a half year boy. Ah. I think I did an extra semester because I think I had a really bad semester or something. Mm -hmm. I was like a naughty boy. I had a broken leg one semester, so I didn't go to school. So I was four and a half, oh, but it was yeah, actually Oh, yeah, because you fell off semesters. a cliff. I fell off a cliff and broke my leg. Hey. Dude, and everybody watched you tumble down <laughs> the hill. <laughs> Let's talk about the and then very Paul important had to, like, dates. Carry you, Let's talk about the like, very important dates. The he had to be <laughs> helicoptered out. He was like, there's this picture of him where they have him, they're going to load him into the helicopter and they put sunglasses on him for some reason. And he looks horrible. Yeah. It looks like, it looks awful, but he's cool. You yeah, know, I'm a cool guy. Listen, I broke my leg. They, but I'm still cool. The, the evac team came hiking down. It was like on a hiking trail and they came down. And this is how stupid I was. Uh, they came over the hill and I'm sitting there with bone sticking out of my leg, laying on the, 
on the trail and I go, what's up MTV? Welcome to my crib. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, your Twitch stream, the weekend of September 11th and 12th is first off this awesome thing. We didn't organize this, but we are going to host the game and stream it because I'm very excited about this. The six players from the 2020 SCPT Patreon tournament finals were like, let's do another one. We want to play a game together again. Yeah. So you rematch. got, you, they're doing a rematch. The 2020 finalists are going to play on the 2021 map with the 2021 oh draft, basically redoing the recent finals, but with 2021's people's Duke Lukem, Brian, John, Shorty55, Ginger. Ginger and McMack Moose. Thank you, Hunter. I'm this my brain doesn't <laughs> Dude, work. Dude, I okay, let me just say this. What a matchup. I have I have not seen Ginger and Brian play in the same game <laughs> since that game. Yeah. And that is I what I'm looking for. I need it in my most. life again. It is I know. gonna be Yeah. Oh, if you remember, mm-hmm. it, go back and check out the twenty twenty finals mm-hmm. because yeah, Ginger and Brian, that was uh yeah. a beautiful relationship. So that game is gonna be on our Twitch on September eleventh at fourteen hundred UTC. Yeah. Very excited about that. And then the next day, we've got another awesome stream. We are doing a charity stream where we're going to be playing the alliance variant from uh codex 2 we're going to be playing a 2v2v2 and we have some awesome guests lined up uh hunter and i are going to be playing on a team together Mm -hmm. we're going to be playing kind of odd couple kind of an odd couple (laughs) we're going to be playing against one team who is going to be sam from lord of the board our our bestest root buddy we love him to death and our other dear root friend jake from woodland war machine and good time society so those two are going to be the root team coming over to our ti corner of the universe and they're going to get crushed and they're going to get crushed (laughs) and then the third matchup is some amazing streamers who have streamed some Twilight Imperium in the past, but they stream a ton of board games. And that is uh, a guy named Joe, also known as Phantom Meeple, and Brain in a Jar. And you should check out their Twitches as well because they do some really awesome stuff. Brain in a Jar especially, uh, she has like animations, like like transition animations that are like mind-blowing. Like the amount of work she puts into production value for her Twitch streams, like make me so deeply jealous so yeah. we have to crush her in twilight imperium just to like feel better about ourselves because this she's really, so much better at production this than we really are. is like it's such a weird thing for us to do that we're inviting people to like, mm-hmm. kind of come over to our house mm-hmm. to play the game that we only play yeah you know it's <laughs> real little, it's real rude. it's a little weird you'd think it you'd think it'd be more fair for us to play a game maybe nobody knows yeah so it's like neutral ground right but no it's like we're gonna hang out with these people and they're going to do the thing yeah. that we do. The thing so. I want to do, though, is I want to... I'll say this. Me and you, probably very little synergy there, though, yeah, to be honest. Exactly. Like, I'm not well, really seeing... it is seeing... an alliance game, which is something we don't know how to play. Yeah, like, that's we don't, true. That's, that is why this becomes level ground, is we have no idea how to do a 2v2v2 in Twilight Imperium. I can already see what's going to happen, which is you're going to stretch yourself really thin, <laughs> you're, and then and then you're going to get... try to pick up the pieces I'm of my have to, cost I'm going to have game. to like, fix your crappy slice... <laughs> After like somebody takes advantage of it, yeah, and you're just gonna be like, well, I don't have any. And, and it's like a sorry, Hunter. It's basically like a 24 point game. Yeah, that's one, how they're set you, up. Between the pair of you, one of you has to get to 10, and one of you has to get to 14 to win. It could be a long game. I don't know. It's either gonna be I, a super long game, or it's one of those things where it's like one team just gets so far out ahead that it's like, oh, oh, okay, see you guys. You win by like a lot. Okay, so here's my prediction. 
round six, I'm at 14 points. Mm-hmm. You're at eight with no plastic. <laughs> with nothing We're and ahead. No We've like probably got it right. locked up, but we can't we figure out never... how to get you two more points nope. and it'll because you're almost eliminated. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Man, That's... if you get eliminated, you caught, you drink, you bring the other person down with you. Hunter just becomes this player in this game that has literally no path to victory because they don't have a partner. I wonder how realistic it would be in a alliance game to try and just eliminate all the other I players. I think there's actually, I think there's a way that within the rules that elimination i can't actually be like i think that there's a way for me to utilize your stuff to put myself back on it like i think they would have to literally eliminate both of us so i actually don't think that that makes sense for one player to get eliminated well this is really unfair but i don't care because it's it's gonna i'll be effectively eliminated so so i'll be the safety basically (laughs) i'll be the what do they call it whenever you bowl and you have those like things on the the rails the The, rails whatever the safety the gutter gutter rail or whatever i'm (laughs) gonna be your gutter rail uh also on the youtube i think we're trying to get some sort of we've had a we've had a couple streams recently where we were just like i spent a lot of the stream mad yeah (laughs) so we're not uploading those games to youtube but i'm i'm uh playing a game uh like today when this episode comes out that isn't being streamed but i'm hoping i'm gonna pop that one up uh because it'll probably be whatever my next faction is is gonna be that game well and i also just to you know if you want to hear some content creator complaints real quick uh, i've been running into this problem where uh the way my computer works because you know there's a lot of video files uh in this line of work uh that i do uh and so the way that you might imagine it works is there's like a lot of different hard drives i got like four okay yeah and and the other day I was recording a game that I was playing and about halfway through it informed me that the hard drive that I was recording onto was completely full. And the problem with that is so are all the other ones. (laughs) So I was looking at that and I was like, I can't believe there was this thing that was supposed to happen after the tournament where I was supposed to somehow organize Uh my computer hard drives. (laughs) Organize it where? That (laughs) had tied of itself. So that was the problem (laughs) is that I realized I was like, well, I just got to organize. But if the data has no place to go, Uh it doesn't really matter how you... It's like a house with no closets. (laughs) Yeah. There's a house with no closets and a full of clothes. Okay. (laughs) So like, I can't, I can't just like put it all in a room because all the rooms are full. Yeah. So we have to build a new room on the house. I just have to buy another hard drive. Basically. It's actually an easy solution. We just yeah, have I know. Yeah. We just have I just the other day I just realized how horrible it had right. gotten. Right. Uh you can please rate this show on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you listen to it. Give us a five star rating. Uh because we love you. That's why. That's why you should do that. Because we love you. Why don't you love us back a little five, bit? Five yeah. <laughs> That didn't sound toxic at all. uh, (laughs) Listen, I already love you. You better love me back. You better love me back five stars because I already love you. Hey, I'm over here doing the work of loving you. You're not the easiest person to love, but I love you anyways. So why why don't you just do the the, just the decent thing and give me five stars of love? I love you. You can also uh, connect with the community more via Patreon, Twitter, Discord, and uh, get some of our merch. And you can find all of that at our website, spacecatspeacedirtholes.com. Which is in need of an overhaul. Yeah, boy. That website. I would uh, love to get some like resources up there. I would love to have yeah. uh, a map repository up there for people. But more importantly, our YouTube has actually finally gotten to where it's like quite big, the number of games that are on there. And I think the thing we want to do in the future is have a way for our website to be like, hey, are you looking for a game that features this faction? Here's all oh of the God. YouTube videos. Matt, Matt, I know. This even. is not a promise. I'm, I'm just putting this out. Hey, if you're a coder, if you're a sick coder and you know how to do that, uh, hit me up. I will pay you. We will, Yeah, we will pay you money to make us a website that actually <laughs> is good. Because the website that's up right now, I don't think it's a horrible website, but I made it. Yeah. So... 
What is, I mean, it's the limits of what we got. <laughs> so this is this is how I do stuff. I don't already know how to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to take a class on it. Yep. So I start work. I, what I do is I just start. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, how do I do this? Okay, let's take an hour to learn how to do that. Thing. Right. Okay, next thing I want to do, how to do that. And I just keep going. And that's an interesting way to learn stuff, but you leave a lot of gaps. <laughs> you leave a lot of stuff that you don't know because you didn't really get an overall perspective. Uh-huh. You kind of just rinky dink learned how to do right. one thing at a time. Yeah. You learned, you learned, you didn't learn how to fish. You just learned how to cast the line. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the rest I of the can, process. I can cast the line real good. I'm not sure the overall picture, like what we're <laughs> supposed to be doing here. Is the fish supposed to come out and then I return it? Uh-huh. Or am I supposed to keep it and take it Do home I and pay eat it? Do I pay it $5 for itself? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I was raised by rednecks, so we eat the fish. That's the only way we do it. And then we lie to the Game and Fish Commission that we didn't. That's how <laughs> they it do it there. Yeah. No, that we, we didn't. There was no catch and release for those people. They were just like, catch and eat. Release it into my tummy. <laughs> release it into my tummy. Catch and release into tum tum. Okay. And they would catch a ridiculous amount of fish. And I'd be like, is this right to do? <laughs> like for the environment? We're controlling the carp population. Yeah. yeah. And and I guess it's a big job controlling the carp population because it's just like my dad is just like, he's obsessed with me, Man. you know? I know that Jolnar are a fish faction, but I want a specifically a carp faction. Ooh, like a freshwater fish Freshwater faction. fish faction. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>